Greetings, greetings, greetings on this thoughtful Thursday, March 9th, 2023. Today's read is going to be an article that speaks about self-love. I don't know about you, but growing up, I don't recall being taught specific lessons about self-love. Love was always an external thing. I love my parents. I love my friends. I love my books. I love my pets. I love my grandma. You know, stuff like that. But it was external. Now, I was taught self-care things. Brush your teeth, wash your hair, take a bath, do your homework, things like that. But love, I don't recall being taught self-love. And it took me a very long time to understand the concept that love begins within me and then I attract it to me. But if I think love is something that I have to get from somewhere or someone else, I'll always be chasing it. If this is a concept that you walk with as well, then you get what I mean. If it's a concept that's new to you, then you might want to listen to this read. It's up to you, of course. We choose. We choose, we choose, we choose, moment by moment. This article is titled, Four Reasons Why Your Self-Love Journey Seems So Difficult. Listen in. This article was written by Bria Barrows, published on the Health in Her Hue website on August 26, 2019, and is entitled, Four Reasons Why Your Self-Love Journey Seems So Difficult. One, you expect it to happen overnight. Self-love journeys and self-care routines are so prevalent in the media. I think many of us read a few articles, a few books maybe, and believe that reciting affirmations will somehow fix us right away. And while affirmations and investing yourself into self-care works, it can take years for some people to love themselves. Everyone's story is different. Some people experience trauma, toxic relationships, or perhaps, like me, have difficulty moving past perfectionism and self-criticism. Self-love is an everyday intentional effort and begins step by step. It doesn't happen overnight. Two, you haven't decided what works for you yet. Some self-help books swear by affirmations, some by mirror work, and some by journaling, but it isn't a one-size-fits-all. Reciting affirmations daily, journaling, praying, or therapy are just a few methods that can align you on your path of self-love. You need to find what works for you. I'm just starting out after many failed attempts, but I find journaling to be helpful. I'm currently using the five-minute journal method. In the morning, I'll list three things I'm thankful for, followed by a positive affirmation. 
I repeat that same routine at night. I also take time to vent about different things. I find seeing it on paper helps me to visualize what I'm thinking. If you're just starting out, see what you find to be most helpful for you. Three, you aren't consistent. I began journaling in July and I can honestly say it's the best thing I've started to do. The key, however, is consistency. After only about a week, journaling every morning and night has become a habit I hope to keep up. Many people do positive things for self-care, see results, fall off, and go back to where they started. Self-care habits only work with consistency. Four, you wanted to go smoothly. It would be amazing if we could just snap our fingers, fix our insecurities, boost our confidence, and instantaneously feel like we have it all together. However, you and I both know that life can sometimes bring us down and our self-esteem along with it. Some days we might feel like we're unstoppable and on others we might feel like all of our efforts are pointless. But take it from someone who struggles to feel comfortable in their own skin. If you really want to be the person the Most High created you to be, you'll fight every day to be that person. We've all felt broken at some point, and we've spent many moments of our lives feeling like we are inadequate. However, making small efforts to feel empowered can make a huge difference in how we love ourselves. It won't be easy, and it won't happen suddenly, but self-love is possible. Work. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. So the article explored four reasons why a person's self-love journey may be a bit difficult. One of the barriers mentioned was trauma. Going to read another article that taps into trauma that one may be walking around with and may be a barrier for self-love, but one may not be aware of it. This article was written by Adi Asha Richards for the Health in Her Hue website, published on October 5th, 2018, titled The Trauma You Never Knew Existed. For so long, trauma was characterized as suffering PTSD from war, being in an abusive relationship, or facing a life or death situation like being robbed at gunpoint. In the field of psychology, our diagnostic manual still lists PTSD as the main traumatic disorder, but for many therapists, like myself, we have grown to understand trauma occurs 
on a much wider spectrum. The people walking into my office daily may not have experienced any of the things I mentioned above, but imagine the shock when they start to unpack their childhood histories, parent-child relationships, and I break it to them that the trauma they've experienced was in their own home and from the people they are supposed to love the most. I hear stories of people who have dealt with abandonment, emotionally unavailable parents, absent fathers, verbally and emotionally abusive mothers, and drug-abusing parents. Dr. Julie Gottman said, Trauma is an experience by a person of some event or series of events that are unpredictable and that cause a major threat to the individual's physical, emotional, or spiritual life. For me, that meant when my mother migrated from the Caribbean to New York when I was two and the series of events that happened after Those events were traumatic. The worst part about walking through life unhappy, angry, and essentially feeling effed up is not having the language and acknowledgement that your experiences matter and that they were significant enough to throw your life off track. In the black community, There is a message that is taught that you are supposed to be strong and emotionless. Anything that happens to you, you're supposed to just bulldoze your way through it, stay strong and move on. I say that's bullshit. How the hell is invalidating your experience and diminishing it supposed to make you better? Let's tell the truth for once. Behind a lot of adults, emotional and relational dysfunction is a traumatic event that left them so hurt and broken. And unfortunately, many live in a society and family structure that leaves them stranded and without the tools and understanding to process and work through the impact of that trauma. Brene Brown writes, when we deny our stories, they define us. I can't agree with that statement enough because the people I meet regularly are defined by their trauma stories. I meet women with absent fathers who believe their worth is in a man. I meet adults that witness domestic violence who believe love hurts, so screw it. I meet men of single moms who learned distorted definitions of manhood from the streets. I meet clients who were parentified as children because their parents worked three jobs and as adults they overgive and are enablers because caring for others is all they were taught. These are the trauma stories I hear weekly, the ones we don't acknowledge enough. I want these people to know your pain is real, your story is real, and the negative impact on your life is real. Over the last five years, I have worked with my clients to identify their trauma stories. I believe honoring those stories is a first step to necessary healing 
in order to effectively let go and cope appropriately with the things that have happened in life. Once there is acknowledgement of the story, there is work to be done on building awareness of the impact these events are having in your life. Insight and awareness are two key tools to healing and doing your work. Some results of trauma include defensiveness, emotional wall and guardedness, low self-esteem, anxiety, depression, emotional numbing, living in survival mode, experiencing most life events through the lens of anger, emotional unavailability, and fear. When your parents were emotionally unavailable and you can't seem to open up and be vulnerable in your relationships, that's trauma. Unless the connection is made to these events, processing the feelings of living with a parent that was never emotionally attentive to your needs and understand how this plays out in the discomfort and fear you feel when you have to emotionally connect and open up, you may experience a level of relationship dysfunction. So I challenge you to ask for help and seek out a therapist so you can learn the tools needed to write that new ending. And Adiasha Richards, LMHC, is a proud West Indian American, owner of Growth and Transitions Counseling, located out of two offices in Queens, New York, Ridgewood and Howard Beach. She has a team of licensed therapists, which serve a wide demographic of people in the areas focused on mental health services. Her practice offers individual counseling, couples and marital counseling, premarital counseling, family counseling, and children and teens. There is certainly something for almost everybody. Adiasha states, everyone is talking about do your work, find inner peace, posting positive quotes, but what the hell is that? How do you do the work? She works individually with women to help them work through their trauma, heal from the past and grow the skills needed to move out of surviving and into a life of full living. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Bottom line, self-love is serious work and self-love is tied into self-care, self-awareness, self-compassion, all of that is tied in together. Our holistic health, mind, body, and spirit are affected by how we care for ourselves, how we love ourselves. 
And so this last article written by Terry S. Floyd for Health in Her Hue website was published on June 21st, 2018. And the title of this article is When Enough is Enough, Taking Care of Your Mental Health Through Self-Care. Wake up at 5 a.m., tidy up the house, pack my lunch, brush my teeth, shower, get dressed, wake up the little one, wash his face, brush teeth, get clean and dressed, feed him breakfast and head out the door, daycare, work, home, prepare and eat dinner, bath time, read a bedtime story, sleep, repeat. I'm sure this schedule is one that others can relate to. This is my schedule every weekday, and my weekends are pretty similar. That schedule is actually straightforward, so let's also throw in working late on a project, a part-time job, working on your side hustle, having to run errands, preparing dinner, or struggling with what to eat, and trying to compromise dinner with a toddler, internal screen, taking care of a sick child, you're sick, etc., Let's face it, life at times can be hard and exhausting, but yet we have to keep pushing to take care of others because they're depending on us. We, as Black women, stand in the gap for everyone, but we often tend to neglect the most important person of all, us. I once had a friend say, I take care of everyone, but I don't have anyone to take care of me there lies truth in that statement. However, I partially disagree. There is someone who can take care of you, and that person is you. You know what you need more than anyone else, but you have to be willing to do those things for yourself. A few months ago, I found myself trying to live up to being superwoman, superwoman, exhausting, I was literally running on fumes until my body finally had enough and shut down. It was so bad that I had to go to my parents' house to get some much-needed rest while they watched my toddler. I remember my parents and doctor telling me, if you don't slow down and put your health, mental and physical, first, you will not be around to see your son's next birthday. And it finally sunk in. Since that reality check moment, I have remained consistent with these self-care techniques that focus on the holistic approach, mental, spiritual, and physical. Self-care tips. One, stop overthinking. When I feel that I am about to overthink about something, I begin to distract myself by spending time with my son and family. Focus on your breathing and count to 10. Go for a drive. Commit to a project that's connected to your goals. Once I started turning my focus to other things, it helped with my overthinking. Two, stop comparing yourself to others. In today's society, social media is the place to be. Social media is great for networking, but then it's horrible when we begin to compare our lives with others. It has taught us that it's best to fabricate our lives to make it appear that everything is great. 
we compare and see what others post that are not always their truths and we wonder why our life is not like theirs. This is harmful because comparing leads to disappointment. Disappointment leads to stress and stress leads to medical issues and or death. Three, create positive routines. Wake up early, listen to motivational messages daily, pray, etc. We are creatures of habit. When you change your routine, you can change your life. We have the power to set the tone of how we handle things. You cannot control others, but you can control how you handle the situation. Your life and your health depends on how you handle the situation. Choose peace. Four, exercise regularly. Physical activity, yoga, walking, running, etc., Exercising regularly helps you sleep better, have more energy, and less stress. Not only does it produce positive benefits for your body and mood, but there are also great benefits to your outward appearance. You will begin to feel better about yourself and have more confidence. 5. Forgive yourself. Forgive others. It has been drilled to us through the years that we must forgive others, but we often forget that we must also learn to forgive ourselves. We carry many burdens, and in order to release those burdens, we have to forgive ourselves first. Six, stay away from negativity. Try to stay away from negativity as much as possible. Once you have created your positive routines, it becomes easier to remove yourself from negativity. You value yourself and you stand firm on what you will and will not allow in your life. Seven, embrace your imperfections. Learn to love and accept you. You're amazing and unique. Your life experiences have strengthened you to keep pushing. You're perfectly imperfect. Eight, unplug, break from social media, break from work, etc. An important part of self-care is removing yourself from things that keep you too busy to take care of you. Pick up a book, put that phone away. If you have children, take a mental health day while they're in school or daycare. If a family member or person you trust has offered to watch your child for a few hours, let them. Letting someone else watch your children for a few hours does not make you a bad parent. We all need some time to recharge. Nine, laugh. Laugh often. You've heard the saying, I have to laugh to keep from crying. Sometimes you have to do just that. Laugh. And ten, say no. After you say no, you do not need to provide any justification as to why you said no. We have to learn to put ourselves first and not become a people pleaser. If you do not learn to say no, people will continue to drain you. Worth. Number 
That concludes this episode of Moments in Time with Bliss B. Self-love matters on all levels. There's no more time to wait for others to remove us from the margins of our own story and center us because that's our job. We, self-love is an inside job. So let's get into it. Work.